As I walked on through Chatham Street, a fair maid I did meet. She asked me to see her home, she looked and blinked straight to me away. Santi, my dear Annie, oh, you New York girls, can you dance the polka? The Long Haul Podcast, America's Irish Voice. Interviews with inspiring immigrants, renowned Irish personalities, and discussions on all things Irish America. Presented by Michael Dorgan and Johnny Kennedy. In this week's podcast, myself and Johnny discussed the state of the New York City bar industry after COVID decimated the sector. The industry appears to be getting back to normal, but still faces many challenges like higher food costs and staff shortages. We also talk about tipping in New York City, the best places to go for a steak in Manhattan, and why upstairs in the long haul has been converted into an immersive experience called Shawshanked and what that experience is all about. The Guinness guru, Dara Curran, was in town recently from Ireland, tasting the Guinness across the city and in Boston. Johnny brought Dara to bars in Queens and Brooklyn, so he tells us how he got on and where you can get the best pints of the black stuff in the Big Apple. They also did a podcast together on the Guinness Guru's YouTube channel. A link to that video is in the description below. If you like what you hear on our channel, hit that subscribe button or give us a five-star review on iTunes. Our recent podcast with Pat Phelan has gotten tremendous feedback, so why not share it with your friends or family? And now, on to this week's podcast. Well, Johnny, it's our first uh, podcast together since I'd say last January or February when uh, we'd get it in and we'd, um, yeah. we were talking about the bar industry. So we're just after the lockdown for Christmas. You were at home. 12 months later, this time 12 months ago, we were getting ready for another lockdown in Ireland. So, more, yeah. 6 p.m. close or something. <laughs> I went home for two Christmases in a row and I hadn't been home for one since 99 or 98. Well, swear to God, yeah. Yeah. I, wait, wait. yeah, anyway, I left home in 99. But uh, it's turned me off going back. Like, I, I refused to go this Christmas. Jeez. Yeah, I think it was. Now, a friend of mine pointed out to me. He goes, well, you can hardly judge it on them too, you know, yeah. the two lockdowns. This would be huge this Christmas, I'd say. You'd love to think it, wouldn't yeah. you? For people, people are going to go yeah. mad. I hope so, yeah. yeah. I'm going yeah. home. It'll be my first time home in three years. Touch wood, waiting yeah. on the green card. But tell me, um, what's the, the bar industry like? So people can see here now this is uh yeah. this is this the same spot we're in but there's a lot of jumpsuits or prison suits behind you yeah. what's go- what's going on this doesn't give you any invitation what's going on here that's not for us yeah <laughs> that's a little rubber hammer yeah um just obviously we're upstairs in the long hall it's an actual shawshanks now it's called it's an immersive experience it's a prison experience so yeah that's had some interesting uh feedback from certain people but, when did it uh, open um, probably around July yeah not earlier probably June around that time or something and what was the thought process behind it How who came up with the idea where did you come up with the idea um, what I'm was doing the... it with like myself and Cotler obviously doing it with uh, Peter Kingston and Dahi sorry Dahi can't remember your surname <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dahi um, is in Dublin and he kind of come up with a few of these experiences before and worked on building in the past in, in Ireland and different places with different, the, with different type of teams like loads of different teams yeah they a couple of different things uh, yeah so they just approached us about upstairs what we doing and i suppose a lot of people might feel this i don't know every bar but even for us here like party rooms kind of sit there a lot so you'd have to wonder what revenue you're you know yeah. you're, you're losing out or like what revenue would you lose out if you change it into something like this and uh, we kind of felt it, it was worth to try to do it so uh yeah we did it like converted it all last summer or around the end of last start early last year 
and um so you basically buy tickets online you come in you come in through the side door the prison warden brings you in you do your whole you know you're getting brought into prison here you put on an orange jumpsuit put you into one of the cells like five or six into each cell and then we have actors that sort of work the show with you and it's all about it's not an escape room as such but it's all about the show is going on with them it's kind of based a little bit maybe around the whitey bulger i suppose shawshank is obviously in the name but yeah no it's 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 going good so far. Peter's been great at pushing it. So do they, do they sing or perform or what? The lads do a bit of everything, yeah. A okay. bit of singing, a bit of performing. You're in the cell. You know, you write down your, like, drinks, what you want, and then uh, they slide it out to you. Use cigarettes oh, yeah. to pay for your drinks. Stuff oh, like yeah, this. yeah, yeah, yeah. All this kind of stuff, yeah. And there's an actor or two in among the, the prisoners, and then you, there's a hole there. You go out through the hole and stuff, so... I won't give away too much, but it's basically that's kind of the what? concept. You got to kind of. You have cocktails, obviously, as well. Yeah, yeah. So, what is it? Ninety minutes, or what's thereabouts? A little bit more, maybe sometimes. So that, that that's our rule. If we can get them up in in and out within an hour, about an hour and twenty minutes or something. And like so, that. would you have several performances on one night, and what nights? Yeah, do you do? generally two shows. Um, well, we do any nights if we could sell tickets and all, but generally Peter's been doing them like Thursday, Fridays, and Saturdays. And then he's done a few corporate events on Wednesday nights and stuff like that. All right, all yeah. right, okay. So you can kind of have the place for yourself, type of thing. So we're going to see how it evolves for a while over yeah. the winter, and maybe do a few other things with it. Yeah, so we could also change the you know the experience to something else if we wanted. Oh yeah. So the trade-off then is that you don't get the people. I know there's a couple of clubs here used to be booking out up here and do kind of their club meetings, the gag clubs yeah. and functions and all that. Someone that probably should be in prison, so they, can, they, can, they can still have it. Few in the New York board definitely should be in there. You know? <laughs> that was a nice but, segue, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, that is kind of like, but it is you have to kind of look at it and think oh yeah you're giving up your private room like this is the month now we're getting people calling us about it but thankfully we have a lot of loyal returning christmas parties so they already know the place yeah i always said it's great to have a party room if someone calls you and said you have a party room say yeah so then you have them on the phone and then you can talk them into taking the back area but if you're if you have no party room straight off the bat they're probably not interested they're going to hang up so it's not a not functioning for us it wasn't it wasn't used enough like for us as yeah, it was, yeah yeah you know. yeah yeah so, and you're paying rent and it so it's yeah what's... so we're basically renting it from ourselves now as in the shawshank just renting it from the long haul and okay. then it's but like it's yeah i'm very happy with it it's really good and like worst case scenario and obviously i'm not saying if this didn't work out or something like that but it's be a pretty cool cocktail bar now as it is yeah, yeah. you know what i mean a worst case scenario because cocktail bars are so popular now when you look at different ones and the lads in the fiddler have like it's sort of a sex shop downstairs now and so yeah yeah i thing. saw that yeah yeah so there's all stuff like like there is this whole thing of going on i spoke to marker a bit about it and you know as he says everyone is pushing to do something different but it's great that they are like you know like the lads have just opened is it dickinson's it's called the new one didn't they, yeah. they opened a new one there like and i think it's a gay bar type thing yeah. and it's you know the days are just let's open a paddy wackery bar like you know yeah, yeah. Lads are, fair play to lads are evolving and the um, the upstairs in the Westbury do you, can you use that as a function yeah because that's more of a mezzanine yeah. so it's easier to use that like whereas here it was a private room like I have, I have regulars that would be downstairs loads of times and they say where's your private room so just there's your walkway every time you walk in but I get it like you've kind of gone by there you're already looking at the bar so yeah. you don't know so upstairs in the Westbury it's a bit more of a mezzanine so you can use it 
together like you know in party so no the westbury's been going great for us it's been really good so go back in the last since covid hit and we were, we, were mm-hmm. we might as well refresh on this because uh, when covid hit we did a couple of podcasts and you were kind of holding off for the rent and you were trying to negotiate with the landlord and mm-hmm. did that all work out in the end there yeah it did but you're still kind of paying for it as well like you know we're still with deals with both of them and we're still like paying down because the government as i said a few times we're not going to go rehash it too much but the government didn't do a whole lot for landlords so they're still somewhat we're looking to do some sort of deal with them i never really got this whole like fallout with your fight with your landlord i've said that before yeah. this so, so i never really understood that so i didn't and in both cases me and cottle and uh, connor obviously was in the westbury three of us were happy enough with the deal we got with the lad up there and uh the guy here to be fair has always been very good to me in the long haul so you know we were lucky enough in that but midtown is definitely and i'm not making excuse for it, but this part of midtown like as in the east side of midtown you could say has been affected more than most other places like i don't know if you've been down around the east village or west village in the last four five six months and all it's just be hopping yeah. down there and it's brilliant for them yeah. and great for them but that why, this, why is that why is this this area? is more office orientated the reason we all moved in here was grand central penn station and this and that so it is it's and now the west because there was two hotels going up as well didn't there's five there's a hotel just open there on the street the entrance from one of the hotels that's on 39th there's another entrance on the 38th I think on the, on the street of the Westbury now, there's three on one side, two the other. There's definitely four, if not five, uh, hotels. And there's another one still being built, but that's been, they've been building that for two or three years in there. Mm. But it's the the new weekend kind of in Manhattan now, as people would tell you, and in a bit. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are now the nights. Friday can be anything. You don't know what Friday is. But like our best nights of recent have been Wednesday, Thursdays. I've out noticed that going around the place. It was down West Village we were a couple of weeks ago. It yeah. was packed. It was like a Wednesday or something. I yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And then there was a couple of Fridays we went out, and it was could be hairy. Yeah. Friday is weird now. Yeah. It and Fridays re- used to be rocking. The Friday now reminds you of the Friday in the summer, pre-COVID. Yeah. Like it reminds you what it used to be like in people the summer. People gone out of town. Yeah. yeah. So we're always picking the brain of people when they're in the bar. Someone from an office, and you'd ask them, "What's your story? What's your office? What are they saying?" And it's so funny, some of the stories, it's like, yeah, we're allowed, we're working three days a week, was one girl told me, and the office told her, has told them, you can take two days, but they're not allowed to take off Monday or Friday. So it's to force them in, like, you know. So, but there's no consistency. Like, yeah, there could be some people in the office, but if everybody's not in, it's hard to get a cocktail hour going and stuff. But like last week is a great example in the West, the Long Hall last Thursday week, was it? No, last Wednesday. We had three parties booked in, uh, one of them just cancelled beforehand which what are you going to do about that and then the other two were lighter than what they thought but then with two walk-ins of 35 plus of people like you, you just can't you can't you can't you know can't calculate for that like you don't know like like there's 70 people if them three other parties have been up there but they're like oh we just decided we're across the road we're all in the office today stuff like that but you know you're that busy on the Wednesday or Thursday yeah. You can guarantee you now on the Friday you're going to take a little bit of a hit, you know. But tourists is good to see. I don't know yeah. how long that's going to last with the euro and the dollar and the pound. Yeah. Even though there's still a um, vaccination ban. I see that, yeah. Kind of forget about COVID, don't I? Yeah. Like I do. Yeah. I do forget about it until you hear yeah. of someone's has a someone has a vaccination ban or someone's yeah. removed it or something. But I feel But I noticed the tourists around the place now, all right. Like lads today in the Westbury, like today is the day the world England played, like today and Wales played uh, you know, against USA. I, I swear to God it was like there's a French bus pulled up. 
we were full of French wow. people this morning in the Westbury. All right. No idea why. Like I'm, yeah. when I say full, like five separate tables within an hour or two all come in French, French, French. Yeah. There's a lot of people around. But you'd wonder, I have friends in town at the moment and I was talking to them about the price of hotels and they were, uh, theirs was locked in from before COVID. They had it booked around COVID and it was locked in and they, the hotel honoured the price, obviously. So theirs was locked in at that price. I just got a price on a hotel for a friend around the corner for December. Actually, neighbours of yours coming over in that ballpark and uh, the Hilton Garden around the corner here and 570 pre-tax per night for the 8th 9th and 10th of december so it was working out at like six six hundred and twenty dollars a night you know and that's that's not there's no value at the moment in the city of accommodation so where's the long-term effect of that on like these people are already booked the people are all here now that's fine but now with the euro the dollar and the price of hotels it's be interesting to see what next year is mm. going to be like. I'm not being a pessimist about it. I'm not generally yeah, yeah. a pessimistic person, but I don't. Uh, I think there could be a bit of a third downturn next year. You're saying it's going to get worse, like so. Yeah, I'd be I'd be fearful yeah. for everybody, bars and stuff like that. Because also, and I'm probably overstated this few times, with the government grant money and stuff that certain people got, a lot of that probably has paid them to get up to here. But if you didn't get that November, December, bang Christmas parties, if you don't get them. If you don't have them, it'd be interesting to see what January, February, March are like for some bars, won't yeah. it? You know. But you're expecting the heavy bookings next couple of months. Is yeah, we're, we're we're really happy with the yeah. Westbury, especially, and uh, here we've regular parties. Our you know our regulars from every year. Like I literally looked mm. the book there, three or four of the parties, mostly Irish contracting lads, have all yeah. coming back the exact same thing. And the World Cup because it's on the winter now. Is this yeah. better for you? Like well, today is day one, so I don't like the day one. Kind of like you know, this is the Monday. And yeah, really yeah. surprised by how good it was in both places today. You know, for the US, the England game, we opened in the Westbury for it because it was obviously an 8 a.m. kickoff. And we were really pleasantly surprised. But again, people on the street that we knew, regulars in the Westbury that asked, and Debbie was happy enough to open for it. But Jade here was pretty good mm. for it as well, which is surprising. Getting staff has been problematic for Barra's oh, last man. two years. Is it still the same? Yeah, I would think so, yeah. I think for us it is. And there's still a few good people around, but... I hope none of them are listening to this like anyway but uh, no but generally it's like do you know what There's the kids are educated now. I've said this so probably again I feel like I'm repeating myself and some stuff so forgive me if I am with some but the kids are educated now and they're smart and they also have green cards and they have passes so they all want to go home for Christmas mm. and that's not logistic for us like now the only good thing I'll say here and again I don't want them to hear this with uh, the long haul and the Westbury type of thing is we especially long haul we generally are dealing with a lot of Irish so we'll have a mass exit here of customers anyway. Gets quiet like for Christmas. Well, but they'll all leave the week before. Yeah. Like it won't be a run up to like the twenty third here at the long. Yeah, 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 yeah. All the Irish will be gone from the week before. What's Christmas falling a Sunday or something? Mm, not sure. To be so honest. most of them are going to leave on the twenty, twenty first, twenty second. They're going to leave around that time. So that's not too bad for me. But it's just an uncertainty if they're coming back. Like you know. And I've some, I've one or two that are working within their ninety days, which I've unofficially. I don't, you probably should take that out. But if you don't, but if they're working within their, you know, so you have others that are just don't know whether their what their long term plan is, and it's hard for you as an owner to invest in people. Yeah. Then you don't know, and but equally, I get it too. You know, I was in their position before. Mm. They want more, and they want to go travel. They want to do things. So I don't know. You know, but overall, I've been very happy with any staff we've had and. It's just difficult to get um, experienced staff. I've heard 
three. My last four hires have all came directly from Ireland. Not within New York. Like I oh, came up, all right, came okay. straight through Ireland. I rang and one one kid came over through his dad. His dad was here and he lucky enough he had his papers and I asked him. And then he had a buddy and his buddy came and then I have two others that came on the basis of it. That's how far hard I was finding it oh. to get. You know, because a lot of people left the industry and then the ones that did come back into it, they get into probably a job that they were happy in and they might have been working pandemic sort of mentality. So you were going into a bar and you'd one bartender, maybe a runner, and he was making great money. And what was happening then when it was getting busier and you were getting busier, now you're bringing in someone else to work with him and him or her have the snot on then a little. And not all of them. And in fairness to them, I'm not saying that in a bad way, but that's not just for me. I've seen that. And now what's happening in some bars, now they've all bartenders back, now they've all waitresses back. And for people that are not familiar, like you're going now and people are looking for a pool house. Pool house means that everything is pooled. All the tips. All the tips are pooled. That never works realistically in bigger places because there's always someone that's fucking peeved. There's always someone that's working harder than someone else. Mm. But then I know of a couple of places with a couple of friends and certain people where you have the floor that's doing exceptionally well and then the bar isn't but then they have an extra bartender on to accommodate that floor and the lads yeah. are back but that all goes back to skeleton crews during the pandemic and gradually as people were coming back oh we did only one or two bartenders so that bartender was making a killing yeah yeah but meanwhile the bar is ultimately all that matters if the bar doesn't make money there won't be a tip cup mm. so the owner's in a no-win situation they have a bartender giving out to him and a waitress who's probably making a killing or vice versa so with the long haul here it's a little different for us because it's the way it's compacted the way it can be like if I have a big party down the back we will just say lads pool that between the whole audience and then the bartenders will be happy enough they'll pool as well like so it kind of works out well here at times but all these things are all fine until one person just throws the snot about it and I, I'm not saying they're wrong either yeah. but all it takes is one bartender or one waitress to say well this is bullshit dinner you know, dinner you know. I, I personally I was a bartender for 15 years yeah. I still am in my head I, I personally would rather just bar and floor separate I'll take my chances you know what I mean alright yeah yeah take my chances I'd rather work hard at the bar hustle your own customers yeah yeah and then yeah. people will take care of you and it always balances itself yeah, out yeah yeah if you do a pool tip cup one night I think that kind of robs the, the ambition of working harder like so yeah the floor is packed one night and then the bartender's making her loads of drinks but what happens the next night then when Michael and Johnny and three or four other lads come in sitting at the bar and you're the bartender and the lads are four bartenders and they're leaving you like $80 and there's a waitress standing over there that wasn't doing that and all night and now yeah, you have to give her 40 of that yeah, yeah, yeah. but meanwhile you're going to go back to their bar next week and you're the one that's going to have to give them the 20 mm. as they used to call it the rubber 20 you'd be bouncing around you know Cormac and I spoke about that I think yeah. man. but like I don't like pooled houses but sometimes I understand it so it's that these are all challenges at the moment for bar owners and, and what you're staff. doing so is you're just pooling if, if there was a it depends yeah. if it's a certain night and you notice two three parties coming in and the place coming back and everyone works together you can pool it that's fine and uh, we've said this a couple of times and people are still surprised that you should uh, if you if you pay if you tip on your card the half that goes to the tax man 
pretty so, much yeah. so basically always yeah. always uh, tipping oh if you cash. can you every every staff member would love you if you can but it's hard i actually try to do it when if, if i'm going out on a saturday night or yeah. going for dinner well, or something you're thinking it i because of macro said it on, on the podcast yeah. and i was like and loads of people said it that time so i'd make sure i have cash because sure. everyone pays to card nearly for everything yeah. these days they'd love you for it bit of cash and i make sure then i've uh, yeah yeah, yeah, you'd see, you'd definitely, you'd see the smile and you're like, oh, there's no doubt it. about it. No, 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 everyone appreciates oh, well, it. I can't understand. Why don't they put it on the receipt? Tips, of cash. Oh, like that would make question. people, that would make people think twice. Like, it's a good, it's a good point. It's yeah. not, it's not on the restaurant or whatever. Just say uh, uh, tips, uh, tips by card or tax. Well, I know the revenue, percent. I know the revenue guesstimate that you have been paid X amount in cash. And they'll, they'll, they'll tax you on the basis of that right. as well. Okay. But I think they should revisit that mm. because, you could go a whole night and generally speaking you might not see it. if you were in a place let's say i'd say if you were down the village if you were somewhere like that tourists generally carry cash tourists would be worried like mm. plus our credit card system here is a bit dated we're getting a lot of um returns uh or dispute and tips on apple pay because apple pay as we all know or if you don't but you basically touch it and pay it right but then how do you tip someone yeah, yeah, yeah so how do you do it so if they do it and it prints out the problem with apple pay with us is apple pay is generally designed for tap and walk but when you're tapping in a bar it prints off and they still need you to sign it then you put the tip on yeah right and we've had tourists disputing the tip after the fact like all oh, right okay but if we don't have a chip and a signed copy we don't you know we can't get that tip now you could add gratuity to it and then if the guy taps up but sorry i said if you give you tip if you don't have a signed copy with that tip on it the credit card company will refund him and they'll take it back off you the credit card system in america is dated mm. but i think it's also difficult because of the tipping system yeah. do you know what i hate it's when they have the, the machines and they stick it in there like that and you're getting shitty service oh and they put in front and, of you yeah and it's you're fucking terrible and, and what they have is 20 22 and 25 percent when the 22 like, and 20 when the 22 and 25 know, yeah, when yeah, did yeah. 20 become the minimum exactly yeah and then if you're to dispute it next thing you're in a row yeah and they always like you're supposed to you're supposed to tip before tax aren't you um, in a restaurant I know yeah. some places will 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 have the suggested tip before tax other places then will put it on afterwards as in the total and then yeah. the, the, well you the, see it's funny so if you put gratuity on a cheque and you put 20% on it you're not actually getting 20% because it's going on before the tax so technically you're not getting the 20% yeah, yeah. so ours is all before tax yeah 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 but it is it's in look the bottom line is and we said this on it before it's a service if the service is shit i will always tip but i would still be i'd be more inclined to still tip normal and just not go back yeah yeah i'm kind of the same you know what i mean that's it because i always feel if you're if you've an an asshole bartender or a rude waitress or something like that Mm. why why stiff the bus boy would always be my thing i always feel i it's some it's a job that i could never i couldn't i think it's a very extremely difficult job and i just don't have the personality for it and i see people running around the place and if they got something wrong I never kind of I tend not to give yeah, up we're not gonna go, nobody's going to go James Gordon yeah, yeah. but at the same time it's easy for them to be nice as well yeah. like if they're nice to you everyone's going to tip everyone's yeah. going to leave something but like I'm on my computer all day working I don't have to in, in, like I, I'm not interacting with the public or, or whatever a barman or a waitress or whatever yeah, yeah. that's 40 hours of their week where they're constantly with people you know? oh, yeah, so they're pissed off about something I have one or yeah. two staff members and I can hear them when I'm in the bar and they never stop 
they're always going they're yeah. always talking they're mm-hmm. always asking and it can be repetitive but they actually are genuinely into yeah. it I got one bartender in particular and that person would be where are you from where are you from? well I shouldn't say one two in particular and they're constantly yeah. where are you from where are you from what are you doing what are you doing here and they're giving them suggestions for tourist stuff that's your bread and butter yeah, yeah. them tourists will come back yeah because that'll be him or her will say jeez I like that person mm-hmm. I like that guy or that girl I'll go back there mm-hmm. and they will they'll find us their go to every night but at the same time I see some staff then not necessarily here but over the years and I'm sure I'm guilty of myself you go out the night after work and you spend a bit of your tips and then you're dying the next day and you're like can't be fucking let's deal with this yeah customers pick up on that yeah they're in New York and they want the New York experience and oddly enough the bartender waitress the bar, the, the service industry is part of New York experience because it's unique to anywhere else at home you don't want to fucking talk to any barman if he started talking to you or if you, if you start talking to him you'd be like fuck off will you <laughs> We only talk to them after hours. What are the uh, big challenges for the industry? So, um, has the price food costs, obviously inflation? Yeah, I'd say food, food costs is like outrageous. Like lettuce there a few weeks ago was just like just went to what was it ninety five dollars for a case of lettuce, which would have been two weeks before that would have been less than thirty. Fuck. And if you're not watching it, like you know, Cotton yeah. would be very good like that with us. He's but like, go off like we actually copped it because the lettuce that we got for the 95 the one that came in at 80 something 80 dollars it was 79 but the reason we know it's because the lettuce was actually horrible and I noticed when I had my lunch and I said it to the lads in the kitchen they said oh that's a new lettuce that's coming in then we went and looked at the invoice and to be fair to the veg man who's a great fellow I rang him up and me and him were having like, he's an Irish guy and we were chatting away about it and he says Johnny he says this is what I'm dealing with spuds were 25 24 dollars a case a few weeks ago they went to $75 within a week. What? $75. This, was a, this happened about six weeks ago, maybe two, less than two months ago. And then the lettuce was about less than a month ago. And are they staying at, is, is no, that price now? No, Back down again? He's, Just he fluctuate. Was, he was telling me, he said, when they move north now and they're picking the lettuce up around the Arizona area, that'll come back down. Aye. So you realistically, realistically, you have to be watching it and don't be afraid to pull something off a menu. Or if you want to take the hit on it. But like at the end of the day, Everyone knows inflation's there, yeah. right? Smart people come in and sit at the bar and they know it exists and it's affecting their job. But if they still see you selling wings at 20-something dollars, they think it's you. Yeah. It's a reflection on you. And it takes them to take a picture and put it on Yelp. Look mm. at this fellow's charging. And in two years' time when there's no inflation, that picture's still up there. So nobody would say, well, sorry, was that not during the inflation? Yeah. Someone else just put up their beer recently. Budweiser, I think. Just randomly put it up. Heineken at home, there's a big uproar about big that. Big uproar well. over it. You know, but like, how much can I pass on to you? Like, yeah. How much can you pass on to the customer? Like, and how big is food for ye? Is it is food getting people in and then making the profit yeah. on the drink? Or? Yeah, 100%. That's it. Now, you can, like, if you're good and your margins are good, but you, it's like anything. If you don't have food, like, if you would say to the missus, we're going out for something, like, yeah, you know, yeah, you don't take yeah. a point. So, you're, you're generally, you're going to somewhere where there is food being served. Yeah. So, between wages, costs, with New York and food and everything it's a pretty expensive burger to put on a plate yeah. you know like if a fella comes in and has a couple of burgers and like me and you be no good to them like you know mm. to come in and have a few Diet Cokes and a few burgers again they're little things they're you know you're bringing money back through the place but you're also putting money into the waitress's pocket yeah. you're also doing something so it is great to see listen don't get me wrong I'm, I'm, if I'm coming across pessimistic about the business I'm, I'm far from it 
I think it's in a great shape. Well, I was just going to ask you that. What, what are the what are the, the the levels like now with the people coming in the door? Yeah, uh, it's been great. It back up a hundred percent. No, nowhere near it. But it's different now. Like it is good, but mm. it's just different. You're more of a hustle maybe for it, and you're getting into different spells. Like to to use Ireland as a comparison, I believe Ireland's what's happening in Ireland is everyone's out way earlier. They're nearly on the lockdown mode. So people are not out. And New York has a few trends sort of like that too. You know, I do think that the pub tavern in the end, I think will come out the better out of this because restaurants, high-end restaurants and all are gone that expensive because they also have them same costs. But they didn't, like Smith Malinsky's and these steakhouses, they're not charging like $75 for steak just because they can. They obviously have costs like everyone else to get it up to that price. What's your favorite That's not sustainable. Well, I don't eat meat, so that's not really oh, much yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> I, <better cut> it. <laughs> I was in Smith Malensis two weeks ago with some of the Kerry lads when they were over. Like, we were in there, we walked, McGuire, we walked out. <laughs> really? <laughs> Just didn't. Well, I wouldn't. If you they, they put us in. They put us into this little table by the window. It just looked like it were was you like in the grill or were you in the main part? Oh, it was upstairs. Oh, upstairs, the I, second floor. Oh man, it was just it was like something. It was like in school or something. Right was just, now, if you'd have asked like, me and said to me, "Me and Laura are going for a steak. Where'd you go?" I would never send a couple to Smith Malensky's. So my theory is on a Smith Malensky's is more corporate lads' place, which I think is most steakhouses for the record. Yeah. Del Frisco's very much more of a couple thing. Yeah, much more of a female vibe. Much more going into it. Peter Luger's it's like a fucking light shop and it's pure man sort of Italian type I wouldn't be my bag at all I didn't I've been there a couple of times didn't when I used to eat that way but um, Malone and Michelli's is gone that used to be good I would also say Del Fresco and Keynes I'm going there Wednesday first time Keynes no way I you love it there before. Keynes is like a time warp so Keynes, Keynes is I've been in there but I haven't okay. de- I had to go in there for the Keynes is a chop house yeah. so their mutton chop is their signature dish but really cool place go into the parlour next door Mark Fox's place next door alright love it the two of them there rag trader and parlour house really cool it's a great street there but like to me a steakhouse is not really somewhere I'd go with me missus anyway yeah. but like I get it like, I do it's, it's my yeah. it's my kind of thing since oh, I gave off the oh you treat yourself it's like I get a big steak Gallagher's no, she's Gallagher's I love Gallagher's yeah. Yeah. yeah Haswell's excellent beautiful it's a beautiful yeah. steakhouse but there's no better city and I hate saying stuff like this like arrogantly being in New York but there's nowhere better for steakhouses yeah. I think they're, they're all great for different things like but yeah. you know I like, I like I could, Wolfgang's as well I like Wolfgang's Wolfgang's great this one around here uh, yeah, I there's one in Midtown yeah. but the one around here is part of the old Grand Central I don't so, think I was in that one I was in, yeah so if you yeah. go into the Wolfgangs around here it's yeah. the ceiling is like the old Grand Central because oh, Grand yeah, Central yeah. used to all, there used to be parts of the train track it all be way down yeah. and uh, coming down uh, Park Avenue so that's yeah. that used to be part of the subway or the trains used to go underneath there that's why it's so low oh. down oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. really cool yeah I think they're all good like but for different reasons I cut across here what were you talking about on the, the bar the bar side of things just with the prices and I think that the taverns I think will end up benefiting most out of this because I think it'll get to a point that I don't care how much money you have well to a point but a lot of people are going to say that's a little steep isn't it felt like I just got like and it might only be $10 more than what it used to be in your head like I went to Balthazar there with Olivia my 18 month old there whatever a few months ago and I just remember getting the check after brunch and I don't think Olivia drank but I, I didn't drink and whatever I had three course Olivia had one course and I remember just seeing 190 and then by the time I put tax and stuff and I get why it is Yeah. but I remember in my head going 
thirty for two of us, yeah. and you know she didn't have a drink, like she didn't like like how it got to that. No, she sorry, I must correct. She had to have had a wine to get to that price. If I had a soup, yeah. a main, a dessert, and she just had a main. But still, we were doing it for a couple of months there. We were like, oh, we we'll go oh, on Saturday. Yeah. Just look, because we, we, we like to eat. Oh, yeah. I, I don't like to eat, eat cheap. I look, look, she's a fitness trainer or whatever. But and I think you have to treat, to point, no, you have to treat like, yourself as well. Yeah, but yeah. at the point where it's like you're going in, it's 200, 250. Yeah. When you we start went to Vernon Boulevard last week in Long Island City. Yeah. And you get just yeah a nice place it's the same but work. i think that's what'll happen i yeah. think people will get more adventures i think they'll start back to the tavern they yeah. come back to the tavern yeah, thing. Yeah, they come, yeah, yeah. like you could go to the corner bistro in west fort and jane and probably get the best burger in new york and i think you now it comes on a styrofoam plate there's no chips with it your fries or chips they ain't separate but if you got chili fries burger and a beer i might be off on this but i think the burger is only about ten nine ten dollars mm. The fries are another five or six, and the beer is only six. Like, where would you couldn't go wrong? Yeah, you're not trying to impress your missus at this stage, you're married, <laughs> but you know what I mean. You're in a cool end of town, you're in the West Village. You know, New York still has value, that's what I think. And that's but going to a catch or a Budokan or a Tao or somewhere like that. I went to Beauty in Essex with some friends there a few mm-hmm. weeks ago. Like, thank god I didn't lose the credit card roulette in that one. Like, I can only imagine like what it was. You know, I don't think I should be part of one. I don't drink, by the way. If any lads are listening, did you um, did you ever think it was going to end COVID with the bar industry? And you were like, he had just set up the Westbury and Long Hall was flying, yeah. and it was. Yeah. Just, I know you enjoyed it for, for for the first couple of months. You were what a fucking great time. Yeah. does another one in but two then, years. But, but then it was like fuck. Yeah, I think more. I you, were po- you were very positive at the start. Like. Yeah, I found it very hard to get back into it now. And I, I don't. I didn't normally admit that, but. Cottle deserves a lot of uh, patience. Like in fairness, I found it very hard to get oh, back into yeah. it. I had no interest. I'd let on. I did, but I did, and it's only in the last probably four or five months, or even less, that I've like kind of re-energized to get into it. I found it very hard just to get re just re-motivated for it. And uh, I think Cottle even found it harder. Like to be fair to him, but it's um, it was more the uh, it's the starting again with staff. And listen, so I'm delighted with staff. We love them, but it's them starting again as well. It was we had a we didn't re, well, we did realize, but we had such a good crew of staff here when it closed down, when the long haul ended, like a COVID, and naturally they all move on, like. Yeah. But we literally had it just so fine tuned, like, um, and everyone knew them, and they're all great staff. So it's just starting again. It's that hard part of starting again, and I was very lucky. I didn't really have to start again with the kitchen, and that's probably the hardest part. Mm. But like. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, no, I didn't see it ending, but at the same time, it feels like it was a long time ago as well. Right, like, yeah, you know, I know I've had a lot of change in my life, but I think it just seems like a long time ago. Yeah. Like when you said there at the start of this, this time last year, we were talking yeah. about lockdown in Ireland. It seems I nearly for that longer. seems like a yeah. lot longer than 12 months ago. It really does. Like, is there talk of a lockdown in somewhere in Melbourne or somewhere that I see? I don't know. Or somewhere there was someone talking about some sort of a there's something new now, RPD or something. <laughs> I think it is I think in America they definitely like going like listen, fuck off, like bring Trump back in. We don't want this, like you know, there'd be something. But I think yeah. I think the landlords personally got a bit of a raw deal in the whole yeah. thing. I've said that, I know some people might agree with me, but I, I think the landlords did in New York. Even the landlords who have got their apartments to rent out, like they yeah. got I think a lot not, of them. not not just the business landlords, mm. like that they were getting people people weren't paying i said this before our ex-landlord people just said oh, it's fucking oh i told they, you they just said i told you I, and she I, was 
that, that that's her income like 100 she's not this she's not building like a thousand but uh, that's the classic like the law is only for the law by yeah. i i know people that's that were working full-time and stopped just stopped paying yeah. rent yeah. and moved around and then like people moved into high-end apartments and different places and stuff like that and then even the way some of them were treated you know what i mean yeah. i'm not saying they should have been kept or whatever but like i have one friend who was like went into an apartment and uh they literally went down to try and negotiate then there six months ago and they were told five and a half grand yeah when cra- when or crazy. else get out yeah we'd so many friends that move in down way us long island city that's where it was it's yeah. down beside you five and, and a half grand yeah. or get out went up at least 500 and they're all gone now again i've had a few couples that were drinking here now and they'd be you know and they ended up moving out to brooklyn and it worked out well for them for one mm-hmm. or two of them but they'd other friends same thing now i get it yeah. but like again but I, I was there enough I, done for the landlords yeah. then you know i just don't know where all the demand is that they could that they could skyrocket all the um maybe it's because i seen with staff that have just come over i don't ever remember it being so hard to get an apartment mm-hmm. it's literally impossible to get anything in astoria sunnyside yeah. long island around that area for any young person yeah. coming over it's near near yeah, possibly J one was playing football over the summer they couldn't get any you can't get anywhere and it was like a lot of they're saying that there was a net exodus of people from New York during the pandemic and it's just like is it I wonder well, I suppose the hotels is different I think though. a lot of young people moving out of home yeah. couldn't wait to get out there was a big thing get all get out at Maybe the one so, time yeah. yeah and there was stuff but like three of the kids that worked that came working here for us that I mentioned come from Ireland there two in particular really struggle and they're in a place now that they're not even really totally happy with mm. uh, it's kind of nearly like fucking bed bed sit like there's a load of them sharing a house with people yeah. they don't know you know stuff like that I don't ever remember that mm. I really don't 20 odd years here I never remember such a demand for it like they got a couple of offers to move to Yonkers and stuff like in Woodland and stuff like that but if you're in the service industry that's a very difficult route for you to take because you're working till midnight or after trying to get home to Woodlawn or you know it's yeah. tough now if you have a family connection there that's fine but if you're young and you've just moved over and you know you're trying to get you're trying to go a story of Sunnyside Woodside yeah, yeah, at best yeah. you know so that I, I don't ever remember that and that, mm. that's tough that's hard mm. you know what are the other uh, business owners kind of saying to you about the bar industry are they all yeah a lot of them do well obviously I'm good connection with the lads uh, with the McNamees and the boys and the lads are doing very well like I said they just opened another place there and uh, the lads of uh, Archie and Connor Myers have opened with, with the McNamees um, the Copper what's it called sorry sorry lads Copper John which is the old used to be the old castle just around the corner from where the Irish pub was up the Irish pub reopened as well Stevie Rogers reopened oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really good for Stevie and them yeah they're all like that's great to see like them bars open in them areas but like the lads are all hustling well up there and they're doing well Haswell's obviously with Finston and Kevin and, mm. and Kieran all they're doing really well they're flying so it's a uh, and like they opened like during Covid in Times Square like you know what I mean that's mm. that's a lot of pressure that's a lot of to take on but I think because they did I think they got a great jump on everybody where a lot of lads like that were bouncing around looking for places to go they found places. We said this numerous times in this podcast where people found places that they would have never like found. If I'd have said to a lot of the younger crew to drink in here, like the young professionals and all, I'll go up to my brother's place up and the minute you'd mentioned Times Square, they'd be like, What? Whereas Haswell's now would be very well renowned, like for, yeah, it's for the, a lot it's of Irish of, people yeah, to go to. It's the go to place kind yeah, of. Like, and yeah, and that wouldn't have been yeah. That would have been a harder sell, say, years ago, to get them up to that side. But there again, like, listen, 
people used to say that to Marker and Pat when they opened the Mean Fiddler like 47 just off Times Square yeah sure look at it now it's still an institution like isn't it you know and all Michael and Pat's bars are all in that neighbourhood like yeah they all open up around that area but there's still a lot of people like they're still go-go and opening bars because and they're right like because it's still New York mm. you still would feel that there is something you're gonna still gonna do well there in some shape or form fuck's sake I'm opening a prison man what, what are you asking me for <laughs> Pat thought we were the feds there when he yeah, walked in yeah like Jesus Christ <laughs> but uh, like again like would you believe that there's something like 32 Mercer experiences in New York City like when I heard yeah. that I was like what yeah but like it just shows you how many people come through New York that all have different tastes or different things but you always have to be kind of like nah I suppose it's cliche but one step ahead of the game or all yeah and like, that's kind of why we did it because yeah. we felt that it is there is a lot of people that have been in the game for a long time and they feel that immersive experiences yeah. are becoming a thing like it's like people younger than us but even for us it's like you know the TikToks and the Instagram and all that like you evolve and that's the way they are but like the younger people saying to somebody do you just want to go for brunch is nearly like yeah, I'm sure a young person would be like a young person oh sorry I'd say a younger <laughs> person is probably like going for what or no like sorry as in oh we're just going for brunch there's yeah. no drag yeah, there's yeah. no booze there's no nothing and it's great they're right mm. it's great have an event have something like turn it into something again a lot of these things wouldn't be my bag what the fuck do I know I'm a non-drinking non-meat eating 46 year old like so <laughs> Come here. nobody's market how's the um, how did you manage to keep the Guinness flowing uh, well during lockdown like if this place closed did you, any problems getting it no, back up no just brought days? Rory in from Bedflow afterwards and Rory gave it a good fine tune afterwards and in both places and so is it like home where you would have a Guinness person coming around testing it? No, not like that, no. We actually had the Guinness guru in town that's last week. That's my next question. Oh, was yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very interesting. Great lad. Dara. Yeah. Dara was his name. I brought him around a few places on day two. But just for clarity, he had done the two bars first. And that's why I agreed to bring him around. <laughs> He'd actually, I'd already seen the yeah. video. Like, Yeah, I saw it. I had seen the video of the Long Hall in Westbury. And later that day, I brought him around. Uh, to oh, it. Yeah. But I, I, it was a good thing to do because Dara really, what Dara done was he put it up online at home and he asked people for, for suggestions where to go. And I, he went with all the places that he got the most hits of. So when he told me the places that he needed to hit between Queens and Brooklyn, I need a flight that night at nine o'clock. I knew there's no way he'd do it himself. Like I said, I'll bring you. So we hit Maggie Mays. So you didn't, know he, you didn't know he was coming in town? You don't, you didn't I know. knew from Connor. Connor, who's partners with us in the Westbury, Connor had done a podcast with him. Wow. Yeah, so Connor Moore had done a, a podcast with the Guru a few months ago. And he was talking about it. So he said to Connor, I'm planning to go to New York soon. So I think lads in Belfast have made invested. They sponsored him to come over. So uh, I did know he was coming, but I didn't know when. And then one of the lads just texted me, said, oh, the Guru guy was here last night. Yeah. But, uh, Point yeah. looked nice, all right. And <laughs> yeah, but I, like if Dara's listened to this and I, haven't, I didn't get a chance to say it to him, where I would have a dispute. And I haven't seen... Oh, I have. I've seen part two, but I haven't seen the Brooklyn one. Uh, I was with him on it, but I, I like just even for when we'd come out with a bub in Brooklyn, we never talked about the point. We never asked him. Well, partially because I'm not don't drink anymore anyway, so it wasn't like I could have one too and yeah. we could discuss it. Yeah. So yeah. I never asked him about any of them. But I would say this if Dara heard this, and I will say it to him actually just for a bit of banter and a bit of crack is the two that I think he gave the highest rating to between Brooklyn and Manhattan. Say Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan. They were both the last one he went to on each videos. So if like if you're having your fifth point in a bar who's been flown later on, I'm assuming it's gonna taste a little bit better. 
the the issue I have, and I'm not well, I probably am sounding a bit bitch, but he had boat boat bars from me for Long Haul and Westbury. He did boat them at half eleven in the morning. <laughs> now, in his defence, and I won't name the bar for anyone that'll end up watching it, I did overhear him giving a rating for the one in Brooklyn, and he gave it one of the highest ratings I think at a whole lot of. Them. And to be fair to the lads that owned that bar in particular, it's not a big daytime bar, so there wasn't many people in it. And I wouldn't say anyone had gone through it that day, Power and Guinness. Yeah. And I heard him saying, this is probably the best point I've had this day. And that was between Queens and Brooklyn. Oh. So he was delighted with it. And I'm delighted for the lads in particular yeah. that he did it for because it's a cool bar and it's great work they put into it. But he also gave another bar in... Uh, there was two bars. And again, I'd say this to Dara, but like, I know New York lads, the Irish lads that are drinking, will question his credibility because he gave a certain bar in Times Square a decent high rate. And he gave another well-known bar in downtown that is renowned for having amazing Guinness. He gave them a lower rating than the one in Times Square. And I know that people would look at Subjective, isn't it? But at the same time, that's his thing. Mm. And he's not apologizing for it. He doesn't need to apologize for it. And it's only his opinion. Yeah, exactly. And he puts great detail into it, to be fair to him. And he was, I'm not just saying, he was a great lad, like he's great crack, like. Mm. So he just, he started um, from the pizza guy. What's his name? The barstool guy? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, so yeah. the bar still guy, when he was sitting at home during COVID, he watched the guy do the bar still thing, he's and he decided he to start doing the McGinnis. Oh, fair play. Oh, is, he that, is he that new to it? Is he? I thought he was around for a couple of years. I don't think so. so. I think it was just during COVID, and he started oh. going around and doing points. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But as he said, like yeah. just just my opinion. You can run with it. But yeah, I yeah. tell you what, I must say this though: the amount of people that were texting me and ringing me and just sending me messages, what rating you get? What rating you get? I got a text. I couldn't, believe it. <laughs> I couldn't believe like that people were and I didn't know I'm sorry for the start but I didn't I've never really watched much of it I watched his videos but I never followed up on any rating so I didn't know what yeah. a bad rating was so I don't think anyone got above 8 in New York but I don't think he generally gives above 8 Okay. Yeah. so when I heard there was like you only gave someone 7 points something, I was like fuck that's a bit harsh yeah. but he's right Like, so if he starts giving 8s and 9s yeah, where's yeah. it going to end from he definitely he must have a plan like our um, yeah written out where his um, look where's it going to go from there yeah. like he does clothing he sells all the stuff and all yeah. that like yeah but fair play to him you know? where he's got a, he's got a, his rating mapped out where he's yeah like, he's obviously got a plan in place there's another guy doing what are two fellas doing it I see in New York yeah yeah, he told me he'd been in touch with, I think, one or two, one of them. Point of. Were, oh, they did a competition among the bars, didn't oh, yeah. they? Did he, I didn't see, did he come here? Didn't, he did, yeah. I, well, I did. I shouldn't let on I didn't see it because I did see it. I think he gave here one of the top ratings in it. Uh. So, yeah, I should have known that. But, uh, again, it's all subjective. Like, he he, he, he well, like, Dara well uh, rated the Dead Rabbit, but rightfully so, like. Mm. But it looked great. But, like, that's just his opinion. Yeah, I yeah, could yeah, go yeah. into it. But the thing I like—it's good about, to follow. Like people are like good. because it is what people talk about. Exactly. Do you know, if you're if you're a Guinness drinker, I heard you're one of the lads coming in this morning. One of the lads that drinks in the Westbury, mate of mine, and I heard him saying, "Could I get one of them seven point five? And I thought he was asking for seven. <laughs> there was five or six of them, and I genuinely stupid me when I was walking away. I says, "Is he after one hundred seven and a half points yeah. of Guinness?" And when I went back down, I realised what he was talking yeah. about. So it does carry yeah. weight. But we were down in Bay Ridge after the Brooklyn dinner dance a couple of weeks ago, and the Irish bar there, what's it called? That movie was in there. The Bay Ridge is like the forgotten Irish community, isn't it's it? It's an Irish bar. That that movie was in there with the, the Departed. They shot the Departed in there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, you're one behind the bar. Guinness yeah. just walked away. You know what I mean? Like, Back then, like that, I was like, I was actually. Is this it that is what difficult? I was like, is it that difficult? Like, you and know? you could see that she just didn't 
care in the slightest like but she sounds like someone that actually purposely went out of her way not to do it yeah it's like it's like the the thing i would say that i'd say with dara and he admitted this himself and it wasn't his fault but i remember asking kahal is there any bar you'd recommend to him but i didn't realize that dara had his system down like the guinness guru i didn't realize that he had his system down and kahal (laughs) i won't name the place but kahal suggested why doesn't he go such and such their guinness is shit and just so we can give them a shit rate. He was joking. He wasn't directing at bar, but he said, they're Guinness is shit. And I was laughing. I said, that's a good idea, actually. But I said it to Dara. I said, do you not like... And he goes, oh, no, I would love to get more like that. But when you ask, you're coming into a city for 40 years. Like, he done New York so one he day. He did was he? Yeah. He did New York one day. Went to Boston the next morning after doing a few of them. And came back to New York that night from Boston, all on the train. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, that was a bit. But like yourself, he's to do a lot of editing, doing a lot yeah, of stuff yeah, with yeah. his camera and stuff. But uh, yeah, no, that guy did two New York guys. One of them had suggested a few places for him to go. Again, without naming bars, he one of the ones he done. He said it was very suspicious how how um, and he did go and do it in fairness. But uh, he says he puts a thing up in the box on the screen and he says to tick the put in your suggestions there. And one of the bars that he went to in New York. He said in about a 20-minute span, he got about 60 recommendations to go to this one oh. bar. So he's a little suspect. He said, you totally know the lads in the bar sent out in a WhatsApp group. Yeah. Boys, get in there. <laughs> but, he says, but he did the right thing and he went to it. And I think he was pretty pretty pleasantly. Yeah. Yes, well, not pleasantly surprised, but pretty happy with him. Overall, he actually said he was really surprised how good the Guinness was across the board. Yeah. But I also think it is a bit like, obviously, I always campaign best Guinness, NYC, all this kind of stuff. Mm. But like, get us a shumpy way better now in every bar mm. like just take care of your lines get your beer you know the Guinness has come from home and since the IPA sort of thing came years ago here all the lines are better in general anyway you know what I mean they were mixed before like were they I moved here in 2001 nobody drank draft you literally wouldn't see anyone with a glass of beer in their hand it was bottle 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 or they drank liquor nobody drank beer it was only when the IPA thing started kicked off that everyone started getting the so then people had to improve their tasks. Yeah, yeah. And then younger people to be fair started getting involved in bars. Like, you know, I mean not knocking other, but it was like younger lads did more adventures in bars that give a shit about their taps. Mm. You know what I mean? Whereas you see it at home, it's like a religion, like getting your tap clean, like some people get them once and twice a week at home, you know? Mm. So it is a big thing. I don't know, it was good. It's good good advertisement in France. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. F- he's a fierce uh, like fifty thousand subscribers, I think he has. Really, yeah. yeah. Jeez. Me and you aren't one of them anyway. <laughs> Sorry, Dar. <laughs> Any tips there, Dara, how to get the old sub the old subs up? Yeah, fair play to him. Like it's his full time job now. Like. Is it? Yeah. That's what he does full time. You know? But I was trying to get him to come to a couple of other bars or friends of mine in the city. I'd love to get him in. And I didn't realise, and I was saying to him, can we do these two in Brooklyn? And I said, the only thing I'd ask you, really, I wanted to bring him to two, two of the lads in Dublin, or two of the lads in the city. And he just said to me, we're going for a train. Do you mind me asking why we're going to these? Because I'm done now, like I've recorded. And I realised, sure you can. He wasn't just going to add two more yeah. Manhattan ones back onto it. So, But uh, I was thinking, should you be having them? But you'd be bananas, wouldn't you? <laughs> like he, we, we hit, he had one in the Westbury and we did a bit of a podcast. He had done the Westbury the day before mm. and the long haul. So we'd won in the Westbury and then we hit Maggie Mays, Wolfhound in Astoria, uh, Iona in Brooklyn. Really cool bar. I'd never been in it. Mm. 
down around there's a franklin's around it really really cool and then he went down to the hartley's down to the lads and hartley's super bar excellent place i loved it i've always dined to go to this is the only thing i miss about not drinking is seeing bars like this like yeah, yeah. if you get an opportunity go to it excellent loved it but uh stuff was like five points and we done that in now i know some lads will be listening it's no big deal but like five points with no food probably within like i'm running around all within like two and a half three hours like yeah. again which would be no big deal if you were sitting down but he's supposed to be staying somewhat you know hence why i say to him your last bar is fucking a bit you're giving it a good one but i give it away there hartley's was the one that he gave the great rate at the end all right but in the lad's defense it's not like they're in the middle of times square so that would i it looked like an amazing Guinness. You don't taste the Guinness so to here to see if it's up to, no. up to scratch. Have you know. have you even have you even supped anything in the last couple of years? No. Not at all. No. Never. I wouldn't even drink zero zero. Oh yeah, yeah. Laura's telling me to try that and I was like, no, that only get me you only get the well, taste for I'm it. I'm guessing that it would like I like yourself, no, like, I never craved an alcohol. alcohol. Yeah. I crave the experience. I crave the crack like. Yeah, yeah. I'd crave a lot of lads like, you know sitting in the in the airport and we're flying somewhere yeah, 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 yeah. you know something I'd love, like that. A good, I'd love a good stag now that's yeah no, I mean something yeah, like yeah. that I've asked a good friend of mine at home you know as well he like, doesn't drink anymore and I, he's obviously said I mean you miss it and I'd be like no and I said what about you and he just says I'm just going mad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I get that yeah, yeah, I do yeah, get that 100%. that's point but uh, no I haven't I've never tasted a pint in the Westbury that's the thing Fuck. so people keep asking me what's the best one between the Westbury and the Long Hall and I always just say the Long Hall because I don't know but uh, yeah. the bartenders argue with me like one or the two of the bartenders now that are in works in both places one of the lads in particular he's adamant that the Westbury is better so that's a good thing I don't mind yeah. that's fine I'm sure Connor would say the same Connor sketches yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know but it's like listen this whole connoisseur Guinness thing I love it I love the whole thing about it I love everything about Guinness and I think we all should be very proud of it but I also do think it's a it's a bit of crack isn't it yeah. like most of it but like if there's a flow and you're taking care of it it, it won't be that bad yeah, yeah and if yeah. it's bad then you have another issue like you know just take care of it but the frustration part is the girl you just mentioned at Bay Ridge there that's annoying yeah when you see it like you can accept alright the lines it's not yeah. their fault but when you see the person that won't just do it properly yeah. I've seen that in some well known establishments in New York over the years that would be like kind of unionised mentality between certain places or it was like an, I know it's not unionised but it's a unionised mentality there's one well known place and all that a lot of Irish people would visit when they're here and it'd be very frustrating I remember being in there one and just seeing your man and it was nearly arrogantly doing it and he just did it and he walked away and it was kind of a big beer garden type place and I was like oh Mm. really and the owner would be very proud of what he's created and yeah, like, yeah yeah you can't even bother your arse to hold on and like there's not a guinness drinker in the world that I said oh jeez I'm glad he did it like that mm. I'm in a hurry mm. <laughs> you know but there you go that gets back to the whole help thing again doesn't it can't get good help oh you New York girls can you dance the polka and that's all for this week let us know what you think about this episode or what bar you think serves the best guinness in the Big Apple by leaving us a comment on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter at The Long Haul Podcast or visit our website thelonghaulpodcast.com for more interviews. Please like, rate or subscribe to the channel. This will ensure that we can get even more episodes to you more often. Our recent podcast with Pat Phelan has gotten tremendous feedback so why not share it with your friends or family. Slongo fall and thanks for listening. And when we got inside the house the drinks were passed around.
the liquor was so awful strong, my head went round and round to me away. You Santi, my dear Annie, oh, you New York girls, can you dance the polka to me way? You Santi, my dear Annie, oh, you New York girls, can you dance the polka?